Welcome to the Every Nation New Jersey podcast. Every Nation is a Bible-believing, multi-ethnic, non-denominational church hoping to transform the world one life at a time. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, good morning. Pastor Dottie here from Every Church New Jersey, and it's so good to be here, and I just want to wish everybody a happy, happy new year. I'm sure we all had a blessed Christmas. I know I did, and now it's a brand new year, and, you know, the message that the Lord gave me, I always, you know, I look to him, and I pray. I say, give me the message for what he would want me to preach, and he gave me the title, It's Fervently Seeking the Lord and His Promises. And this is the year, you know, in the new year, we always we reboot, right? Isn't it always a time to reboot? You say, okay, I'm going to have all these resolutions and I'm going to start doing them. And it could be a bunch of different things. It could be of a spiritual nature. You could say, I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to do my devotionals more. It could even be, this is the year I'm going to actually, I'm going to join a connect group. Or it could be physical. You'd say, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to really work out. Or, you know, it could be, you know, uh, that gym that I've been, that I belong to, like me, I belong to a gym. I'm going to actually start going back to that gym. Or it could be even like your family. You're saying, you know, I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to work less or eating. It could be, see, this is the year I am going to change my eating habits. I am going to start eating better. Like with me, that's one of my resolutions. I mean, I have a really big sweet tooth. I mean, I could definitely, I can hardly even keep it in the house. I keep telling Jimmy, honey, don't keep bringing it into the house because I will just devour it. So let's say when I'm out, I'm out in the mall, right? And I'm shopping and it's lunchtime. Now the food court has so many choices of foods that you can have. What will I do? I will go for the Cinnabon every time. And not the little one, I get the big one. And then I have to put extra icing on it. And by the time I get done, it's dripping down my arm. I need three napkins just to eat this thing. But, you know, all of these resolutions, they're good. But I want to challenge you to join with me in the resolution that I want to have the commitment that I want to make this year is that I'm going to seek the Lord even more. I am going to make sure I am fervently seeking him. That is not just seeking him, because I've always you know, been seeking him, but I'm going to be relentless in my pursuit that nothing else, I will settle for nothing else until I find him, until I've grabbed onto every promise that's in that Bible that are mine. And you know, the, Jesus said it this way. He said in Matthew 6, 33, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. You know, the kingdom of God is opened up to us the very moment of salvation. The moment you are born again, a whole new realm opens up to you. It's the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Those two things are interchangeable. Now, as Christians, it's important that we realize that we live in two different realms. We have the natural realm, we have the natural realm, the physical realm, and then we have the spiritual realm. Now, the physical realm is what you can see, and the spiritual realm is the unseen. Now, the physical realm is temporary. It's temporary, but the unseen name, the spiritual realm, is always continuing. It is permanent. It is unchanging. You know, and the heart of my message today is that we would be more in touch with the unseen realm, that we would be less in touch with the physical realm. Yes, it's easy to live our life in the physical realm, but that's the unseen realm, the spiritual realm, that we would become more and more aware of that realm. And I'll tell you, that is easier said than done. It's 
easier said than done because the physical realm, that is our reality. As human beings, that's what we know. I mean, they even have reality TV shows out there. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> One of them is more dysfunctional than the other. But this is our reality. But there is a whole other world. And the, the victorious Christian, as we learn to live our lives there and start to grab into that, we will see how much more there is to life. Because in this life is temporary. What we know here in the physical name realm, it's here today and gone tomorrow. I mean, even look at everything that we know, the chairs you're sitting in, the houses you own, everything around you that we know of, it is temporary. But the spiritual realm goes on forever and is unchanging. I mean, why do you think the Egyptians, look what they did trying to hold on to this reality. They, you know, they turned themselves into mummies and had all kinds of preservatives. Why? Desperately seeking to hold on to what they know in the physical realm. But the physical realm is here today and gone tomorrow. But the eternal realm, the things we can't see, are always, they are unchanging and they are always there forever. And that is my message today. So one of the scriptures I want to start on, it's 2 Corinthians 4.18. And it says that we are to fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on the unseen, since the seen since what is seen is temporary and the unseen is eternal. The unseen will last forever. Even the governments we know, all the governments we know, the United States, everything we know around us, again, it's here today and gone tomorrow. It's always changing. But the kingdom of God is here forever. The kingdom of God is unchanging because the kingdom of God is in the spiritual realm. And now the key is, how do we get access to the kingdom of God? Faith is the door. It's our faith that opens the door that we can go into the spiritual realm and gives us access to that. In fact, it was faith that saved us. It was faith that, that opened that door to us from the very beginning. And it says this in Romans 12:9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. At the moment of salvation, that door was open to the kingdom of God. That door was open to a whole new other realm. But just because we have access to it doesn't mean that we will experience it fully. But you know how we can? Faith is the vehicle that takes things from the spiritual realm and makes it, has it manifest in the physical realm. Powerful. And we, this is something that's there for all of us and just learning how to get access to it. Now, Hebrews speaks about this, speaks about our faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. The assurance of what we do not see. We don't see faith. Faith is not something you can see, but it is powerful. Our faith is powerful. Our faith is the thing that brings the things from the spiritual world that it will manifest in the natural world. Faith is that bridge. Jesus spoke about this, and it's quoted in Mark 11:23. He says, Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into sea, to the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes 
what he says, it will come to pass. It will be done for him. That is what faith can do. It says, whatever he says, now, that doesn't mean you can pray for something that goes against God's will, you know, or, or God's way. I mean, you know, say you have designs and somebody else's, you know, spouse, you can't, you can't pray, let them get divorced because I can have them. I mean, no, no, this doesn't work. But faith, when it's lining up with God's promises, that is what gives us access. And the thing is, it's here for everyone. Great faith is available to all of us. That kind of faith is available to you and I. But the thing is, with this kind of faith, this kind of faith is not there for the casual Christian. The casual Christian, this kind of faith is for the one that is seeking. Now, the casual Christian, yes, you, you will. The, the door is opened and you'll spend, you'll go to heaven someday. But it is the seeker, it is the seeker that, that will develop this kind of faith. It is the one that's seeking, the one that's relentlessly seeking God and his promises, that nothing will deter them. It is the seeker that this faith will keep growing and growing and growing in, in our lives. And that is my prayer for us, that that's what we are, that wherever we are in our faith, this year we, it is going to be developed more and more, a higher level of faith, a higher of knowing all these things are there for us. Now, when I think of people that have really a great faith, and there, you know, there, there's quite a few that I could be mentioning right now, but I, I felt led. The one that I wanted to mention was Anamika and Raj. These are people of great faith. Now, Anamika, you know, last year she did a, a teaching on healing during one of our healing services and it was a great teaching because it was rooted in the Word of God and everything she spoke on everything she taught on was in the Bible and was God's promise for us but what really made it powerful was her faith this is a woman who has great faith and because of that it was projected with that kind of faith into the people as they were listening to the to that teaching and the thing is, this kind of faith can be developed in every, any one of us, any one of us. And that is what I'm going to be teaching on today. Now, at this point in time, do I have that level of faith? No, I don't. But does that discourage me? No, it doesn't, because it's there for me. I know it is there for me. And as much as it's there for me, it is there for you. And the amount of faith that I do have, we've all been given a measure of faith. And the measure of faith I have is more than I had six months ago, but it's going to be more than I have six months from now, because that's what my message is all about. This is something that can be developed. It's there for every one of us, every one of us. You know, I'd say it with Anamika, she was she was sick, she was in bed, she was in, in bed for a, quite some time, very sick, but she was a seeker and she trusted in the Lord and she was praying and one day God healed her. And her and Raj, they had a home church and because of that, with their faith, they were teaching on it and people, the, people there were healed. But that is there for every one of us. Every one of us can have that kind of faith. Every one of us can have every one of those promises. But that is not there for the casual Christian. It is there for the seeker. It is there who is relentless, who will settle for nothing less but saying, these are God's promises to me, and I am going to reach out for them. I am going to reach out for him. And our faith can grow. Our faith can, can grow all the time. I mean, the apostles even all talked about it. They asked Jesus about it, about it, and that's in Luke 17, 6. And they said to him, Lord, how increase our faith. 
Increase our faith, Lord. Now, did Jesus pray over them? No, no, no. That's not what he did. What he did, he said, this is what he said to them. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted into the sea, and it will obey you. Jesus, you know what Jesus is saying? There's a way to, to express your faith. And one of the ways that faith works, you start to speak it out. You project it. You, can, you have to say it. You have to speak it out. And I've experienced this in my life. I mean, at one point, I was working at a, uh, you know, a kind of a high-end uh, store in the mall. Cachet, in fact, this very top that I have on came from cachet from, you know, back then. Anyway, so I'm working there and two of the ladies, one of them, the manager and one of the other ladies, they were, um, they were drinking a vanilla milkshake. And all of a sudden they come up to me, you know, they were sharing the same shake. They go, oh my gosh. And they're moaning and groaning and they're in all kinds of pain in their stomach. And they, they look at me and they said, gee, I think there's something wrong. Can you taste it and see what you think? I'm, I'm like, I looked at them like they had two heads. I said, you're kidding. You know, you want me to taste it? I said, but I do have something better. I said, how about if I pray for you? Can I pray for you? And they said, sure. So I prayed a simple prayer of faith. I just laid hands on them and I prayed in the name of Jesus, be healed. I prayed the finished work of the cross is there for you. By his stripes, you were healed. And I laid hands and I prayed for them. And then people came in the store. We started roaming around doing our thing. About 15 minutes later, they were looking at me astonished. <laughs> they, they were both healed instantly, instantly. It was spoken out and it was so awesome. God wanted them to see that. He wanted them to experience that. And they talked about it to everybody. Everybody that worked there heard of this story about how, oh my gosh, God prayed for me and I, we got healed. We got healed. Customers came in a year later, they were still talking about it. And in fact, people would come in and were sick, like they had a little cold or something. They came to work. They would send them in the back with me to have me pray for them. It was, it opened so many doors that day. But Again, with faith, it's a progression. It's a progression. God is a God of order. And everything he does, there's a system to it all. And so it is with faith. So it is how faith is released. And you know what it starts with? It all starts with the word. It starts with the word. A word is powerful. How do you, that's the way God created the earth. So I want to bring us all the way back to Genesis 1-3. Genesis 1, 3, and it starts out, and God said. When God said, he, he spoke it out, and it went from the spiritual realm, the unseen realm, and came and manifested in the physical realm. How? Because God said. So he, this is what he said. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And again, and again, and again, he said, God said, God said, God said, and things were created. And then it came to man in, in 126 in Genesis. And God said, let us make man in our image. And man and, and woman, we are made in the image of God. And the same way that God, the power, the creative power that came from the Lord comes from us. It's a creative power that comes every time we open our mouths. And it's a great power, but it can work for us and it can work against us. You know, in our relationships, 
it has a lot to do with our relationships. You know, Jim, my husband, Jim's dad, was a very wise man. And one of the things he taught, he taught Jim, he says, your, your mouth can be your worst enemy. Because once you say it, you can't take it back. You know, and Proverbs, you know, 1821 says it this way. Tells us, life and death is in the power of the tongue. They who indulge in it will eat of the fruit of it. In other words, you'll see there'll be a repercussion from what you say. And I can honestly say, my Jim, has never in all the years I've been with him, has not spoken not even one unkind word to me. Not even one. Not that we don't fight. I mean, we've had many, many fights along the way, you know. I mean, and sometimes, I mean, some of our fights are downright passionate. We fight passionately. I mean, especially if I'm driving. I mean, that can be some, one of our most passionate fights. <laughs> Jimmy's like the Doberman, arf, 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 and I'm like the Chihuahua. I mean, forget about it. I mean, so we have, we passionately fight, but there is a difference between having a difference of opinion and tearing each other shreds, using your words as a weapon to criticize, to knock somebody down. You know, and maybe as you hear this, you know, it's important, you know, that how we speak to one another, whether it's our spouse, it's our children, it's our friends, each other, everywhere we go, it is very important, the words that we speak to one another. And some of you right now, you may even be coming up in your mind, oh my gosh, remembering things that you may have said that you regret. But today is a new day, and it's a new year. And you can say, you can just repent of them. You can ask God to forgive you. You can ask them to forgive you. And that let us be a people that are so quick to forgive, so quick to reboot in our relationships. I remember I, I was in Cleansing Stream. It was a ministry um, that I've, I've led in for many years, a healing ministry, a deliverance ministry. And one of the things the couples would do is they would be face-to-face, -face and they would tell each other. I would be there with them. And they would tell each other. They would bring up maybe things, words they had said. And, and they would apologize for it. And they would forgive one another. And the, the couples, they would be tears streaming down their face. I would be crying along with them. I mean, my false eyelashes didn't make it that day. They'd end up hanging like a couple of caterpillars off my cheeks. But it was such a sweet, beautiful moment to watch that, watch that moment together, that healing moment and the tears that was healing and taking all of that out to a fresh new day, a fresh new day. Proverbs 12, 18 says, the words of the reckless pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. And that healing is there for all of us. We have to be careful what words we say about ourselves. I mean, we, don't, we have to be careful that we declare, what does God say about us? I always cringe every time I hear somebody put themselves down. Every time I hear somebody, sometimes I hear people say, I'm so unworthy. No, don't say that. God doesn't say you're unworthy, no way. He says, you are a new creation. The old things have passed away. He said, you are my child, you are my son, you are my daughter, you are chosen. You are a holy nation. You have been set apart. You are, a whole, are holy. He is holy and we have been set apart. You know, people even refer to us sometimes. Have you ever, Christians as holy rollers? Yeah, do you know? Have you ever seen what a holy roller looks like? Well, I'm going to show you what a picture of a holy roller looks like. Check that out.
<laughs> that picture, very attractive, right? <laughs> Usually only my husband gets to see me that way. <laughs> but anyway, that, that picture, I was down the shore. I, I had somebody snap that picture of mine. And I'm sitting on the beach, right? You know, kind of bored. What am I going to do? So I took that picture. It was on a family vacation. I was with my brother and my sister and everybody. And so I took that picture and I, I texted it. So, you know, a lot of my friends in, the in, our, in our congregation. And I said, every family needs at least one holy roller. You know, my, my sense of humor here. Anyway, but the thing is, you know, I wasn't always that way. No, you know. But one day, everything changed. Everything changed. I mean, God has a, he's got a sense of humor. I mean, he truly has a sense of humor. Only God could take a part, bartender and turn her into a pastor. Only God could do that. And you know how he did it? He came and he found me. I was in the bar. I was tending bar. You know what he says? I'm, I'm coming for you, girl. And he came right in there in the form of one, a lady that would come in with her workplace. And she kept inviting me to church. And one day I said, yes, I will go. And the day that I said yes, everything changed in my life. Everything changed. I walked into that church and the presence of God was thick. Now, I didn't realize that's what it was because I'd never really experienced it before, but that's what was there. It was his presence was there the way it is here. It was there in the church, and it was just so beautiful because I was there, and God was wooing me. He had been wooing me. Up until that moment, he was bringing me there. This was a divine moment in time for me. And at that time, what I did was I just prayed, a simple prayer of faith. I declared it. I declared it because you declare it. I mean, when you declare something, you speak it out. You speak it out. And I spoke it out, and I declared Jesus. I said, Jesus, you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins. I ask you to forgive my sins. I turn to you, and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Oh, and in a moment, everything changed. The presence of God filled me. His love, just I felt it just fill my whole being. I started to weep, but it wasn't sad. It was just pure joy, pure joy of experiencing the weight of sin lifted off of me. I didn't totally understand what had happened, but Every, it was so beautiful, this moment of being new, of knowing everything was new. Every, the shame was gone. Every ounce of shame that had been on me was just lifted off. You know, I'm, I would say this, I am a shameless woman. I really am. <laughs> God has turned me into a shameless woman. I left that all behind. And it was the moment I was born again. And that is there for every one of us. Every one of us, the moment of salvation. Jesus said it this way. I love explaining salvation this way. There's different ways to talk about it, but I love the word born again because it explains it so well. And Jesus explained it this way. Jesus said a man must be born again to see the kingdom of God. And once that happens, that whole new world opens up to us. The kingdom of God opens up to us. I love explaining salvation this way because being born again, that it just that's what Jesus said. That's the way he put it. He said, flesh gives birth to flesh, 
but spirit gives birth to spirit. Your flesh, you're born and you have a natural birth, but then you have a spiritual birth where you are totally born again. Your spirit comes alive. For the first time, your spirit is connected again to God. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says it this way, For whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in the spirit. You have to know that you and I, we are made up of three parts. We have our body, which is the outside. This is the outside. We have our soul, which is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we have our spirit, which is our spirit. And it is your spirit. That is the part of you that is born again. That is the part of you that becomes brand new. And your spirit is connected to the Lord. So your spirit is pure. In your spirit, there is no sin. In, their sp in your spirit, there is no fear. In your spirit, there is no depression. There is nothing negative in your spirit. And you know why? Because you are connected with the Lord. For whoever is united with the Lord in spirit is one with him. And it's faith. Faith is the one that saved us. And it's faith that is the bridge that takes things from the spirit realm and brings it into the natural realm. It's faith that does that. You know, faith, another way to describe it, it's like a pipe. It's like a pipe. It's like a pipeline. It's a pipeline that, that goes from the spiritual realm that, that God has provided to things to flow, to be manifested in the physical realm. That's where we receive salvation. That's where we receive God's favor. That's where we receive healing. That's where we receive deliverance. That's where we receive provision. All of those things, it's faith. It's faith is the pipeline to tap into the spiritual realm where all of God's promises are there to come into us. However, when doubt comes in, when doubt starts to creep in, what can happen is our faith, we all have a measure of faith, but your faith can start to decline. It can become like a little trickle when doubt, it narrows that pipeline, it narrows it. And I'm, the way I know this is because Jesus spoke about it. He wanted us to understand this so clearly. And that's what he spoke about in Mark. He said, you can speak to the mountain, be moved, and it will be as long as you do not doubt in your heart. You know, so how do we get around this? What do we do? We feed our faith and we starve our doubts, just like our arteries of our heart. Depending on what we take in, what happens to the arteries? The arteries can get clogged with all kinds of black and then the blood won't flow because we're taking in the wrong foods, we're taking in the wrong things. It's the same thing with our faith. When you're taking in the wrong things, what you're watching, what you're listening to, what the food, what you're, what, you're, what you're nourishing yourself with. You know what the Word of God is known as? It is known as our daily bread. And there's a reason for that. It is the Word of God that it is, it is, our, is it our sustenance. You know, and just the way a surgeon can go in there, he can open up those arteries, right? It is the word of God that opens us up and keeps that flow, keeps doubt out of the way, keeps doubt out of the way. It's the word of God that does that. It is our daily bread. 
And how I know this? You know, the scripture says this very clearly. Hebrews speaks about it. It's like a surgeon with a knife in his hand. And it says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. It's the word of God. It reveals anything in us that isn't lining up. It's the word of God that will cut away all the doubt that tries to keep in. It's the word of God. It is our daily bread. And so as we take in the word of God, what will happen is that measure of faith that we have will be, it will flow. It's like power. It's like a punch that will go right in there. And you can take your faith and you can take those things, all those promises from the spirit realm, and they will manifest in the natural realm. We all have mountains in our lives, all have mountains of things that are just blocks. It could be debt. It could be credit cards that you've just OD'd on, you know, or it could be, you know, even in our case, you know, medical bills. It could be debt. It could be a mountain of, of a, a healing. You're in need of a healing. It could be depression. It could be an addiction. It could be anxiety. But what does Jesus say? Speak to that mountain. He says, you go and speak to that mountain. But what happens, what, what can happen is, you know what we do sometimes? We spend more time speaking about the mountain than we do speaking to it. And I can say this because I have to stop myself from doing that. I can have that tendency. But, you know, Jesus said, no, don't be speaking about it. Speak to it. Have you ever heard the expression, making a mountain out of a molehill? Yeah, well, anyway, that's what can happen. When you talk about it, the more you talk about it, the bigger and bigger it gets. But instead, say, speak to the mountain. So what do we have to do? We have to feed our faith. We feed our faith on the word of God. It's what we're taking in, and we starve our doubts. How do we starve our doubts? One of the ways, we just stop talking about it so much. Remember, life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know, it's a creative force. It can work for us, and it can work against us. We have to be careful the words that we, we go, that come out of our mouth. We have to be careful that we don't say things like, oh, man, this debt, I'm never going to get out of this debt. I'm never going to get that new job I'm praying for. This sickness, it keeps getting worse, you know. I'm never going to get past this depression. No. When that happens, you have to just say no and stop. Stop and just take a breath. Take a breath and start speaking life, speaking words that are rooted. And what does God say about it? Look and see what does God say about it. And you speak it out. And you know why you speak it out? Because it says that faith comes, it grows as we hear the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes from hearing the word of God. Faith comes from knowing what does God say about it. And then once you know what God says about it, you speak it out and you hear it. Because when you speak it out, you hear it and your faith will grow. So find out what does God say. I mean, say it's fear. Say you're experiencing fear. Look it up. What does God say about it? We all experience fear to one degree or another, right? Let's face it. Second Timothy 1.7 says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So the first thing you do, you find out what does God say about it, then you memorize it. You write it down and you memorize it and you start to declare it. You start to speak it out. Why do you speak it out? Because faith comes from hearing it. So every time you hear it, your faith is growing. 
But then what you add on to that is you meditate on it. And what do you do to meditate is you start to ponder, what does this think? What, you know, what is, what does this mean? And you seek God. You seek God and say, God, what, what, tell me, show me, what is this scripture saying? What does this mean? Like this particular scripture about fear. Say, God, what does that mean? Well, God said, what did I say? I'm telling you, girl, I did not give you a spirit of fear. I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you one of power, love, and a sound mind. In your spirit, there is no fear. So your fear, your spirit can override that fear every time. Every time. There is no none in there. And so your spirit can come and permeate your soul. It'll permeate your soul. So what is your soul? Your soul is emotion. It can permeate your emotions. You don't feel it anymore. It can permeate your mind because what am I saying? You have a sound mind. You have a sound mind. Those, those fears, those thoughts can be cast out. I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. It will become our reality our reality. The Word of God is powerful. It changes things. And nothing is more powerful than you, the one speaking it out. Not just the, pe the one that's preaching it, not just the hearing it somewhere else. You, you have it. When you speak it out, your faith keeps growing and growing and growing. That is one of the keys. Now, a great example of great faith in the Bible is the woman, we never knew her name, but she's known as the woman with the issue of blood. Now, this poor woman was bleeding for 12 years, 12 years. And the thing is, back then, if you had some kind of an ailment, you couldn't even be around people. So she was isolated. It wasn't even like somebody that maybe gets COVID and they can't even be with people over the holidays for a couple of weeks, right? You know what it's like to be isolated? Picture this poor woman isolated for 12 years. She tried everything and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. But then... One day, everything changed because she heard about this man named Jesus. She heard about him, and he was coming, and, and everywhere he went, people were getting healed. Everywhere he went, people, the blind, were now seeing. And when she heard about it, she said, I am going to find this man. And she was a seeker. She went, and she was seeking him. And she didn't care. She went, and she found him. And here she was. There were crowds of people all around, but this woman said nothing was going to deter her. She was going to get to Jesus. She, and so she pressed in. She pressed through that crowd. And then as she got there, she spoke it out. She spoke it out. She declared it. She said, if only I can touch a hem of his garment, I will be healed. And Jesus immediately, he said, power went out of him. And Jesus said, who touched me? And the woman fell to the ground because she knew, you know, she, all these, she wasn't even supposed to be there. She said, it was me. And Jesus, he looked at her and he said, my daughter, my daughter, your faith has healed you. She was healed at that very moment. And there's no getting away from it. Everyone that was healed, Jesus' words were the same. Go, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Faith is the bridge that takes things from the spiritual realm, from the kingdom of God, and brings them into the natural realm. It is faith. That is the bridge. That is the bridge. Again and again, we see this. But I'll tell you again,
That kind of faith does not come to the casual Christian. That kind of faith comes to the one who is seeking him, passionately seeking it, who is relentlessly seeking God and his promises. And as they, we do, our faith will just keep growing and growing and keep going. I want you to remember that faith is the bridge that brings things from the spirit realm into the physical realm. And great faith, mountain-moving faith, is there for every one of us. But it needs to be developed. It's there for all of us. And it's easily, there's a whole way to do it. And that's what we've been talking about today. And so in closing, it always starts with the word. Whatever you in need of, you go and you say, what does God have to say about it? Not what your friend has to say about it. No, what does God have to say about it? And so I want you can pick up, if you don't have one, a God's promise book. It has every promise, everything that God has to say about everything. And it's all in alphabetical order. Easy, you go into, you find that scripture. What does God say? And so you take it and then you write it down. You write it down and you start to speak it out. You start to speak it out. So whatever you might be in need of, I mean, say you're in need of strength. Say you're physically, you know, exhausted, you know, or emotionally exhausted. So you find a scripture for it. A great scripture is found in Philippians. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's what you find that scripture. You write it down. You memorize it. You start to meditate on it. And then you start to declare it again and again and again. And watch yourself get filled up as you say it. I can do all things. Not, not Dottie can do all things. No, I can do all things to Christ that dwells within me, that will permeate my soul, that will permeate my emotions, Lord, that will permeate my body. Yes, he will strengthen me. And as you say it, your faith rises up and you experience it in the natural realm. Like, Myself, for instance, I um, recently I got an EKG. Every year they give me an EKG part of my physical. Well, in this, this particular one, it, the doctor was like, oh, man. You know, he took one look at it, and he said, I, he wants me to go to see a cardiologist to get some other, you know, some other tests done. So anyway, I leave the office, right? So I'd like to tell you that right away, you know, faith kicked in. I started quoting the scriptures, but you know, my first, the first thing is like, I was, I was freaked out. I was a bit, you know, and the first thing that happened was my mind, my imagination started to run wild. You know, I left the office, my heart and I started imagining all the different scenarios, all the things that could have happened or could be, but by the grace of God, I, I got a hold of it quickly. I, I rallied quickly. I rallied quickly, and I rallied quickly because I, I know God did not give me a spirit of fear. He did not give me that, of power, love, and a sound mind. So fear just, just shot out the door. And then I just read, by the grace of God, I didn't speak it out. It was all going on in my mind, but I, at least I didn't speak it out. But I did. I spoke the word of God, and then I said to God, you know, what scripture do you want me to start to really declare? What should I declare? Show me. I know many words on healing, but what is the one for me? What's that one for me? And he brought me, and he, and he brought me to Psalm 32. You are the Lord my God. And when I cried out to you for help, you healed me. 
And I say that scripture. I love that scripture because I'm speaking directly to him. And I keep saying it. God, you are the Lord, my God. And I cried out to you and you healed me. And it's beautiful. Every time I pray it, my faith keeps rising up. And every time I pray it, I feel closer to him because I'm speaking directly to him. And I'm careful the words that come out of my mouth. He is our healer. He is there for us. And the word of God is powerful. The word of God takes the things from the spirit realm so that it will manifest here in the natural realm, in our human bodies. These things are available for every one of us. And I have my Jim. He is speaking out this very same scripture. Faith. Faith is the vehicle that takes things from the spiritual realm and brings it into the natural realm. It's through faith that you and I were saved. We received eternal life by praying. And it was our faith that opened that door. Jesus said again, a man must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. It is a spiritual rebirth, and it is there for each and every one of us. Maybe some of you today, you've never prayed that prayer that I prayed before, a simple prayer of faith, because you have to speak it out, because faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God, and it's important we confess it. Romans 10, 12 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is there for us. Maybe you've done that before, maybe not, but even so. If that's you today and you say, I want to know this, I want that door to open up to the kingdom of God, that I will be able to reach in, knowing not only that I'm just going to heaven, but knowing that every day my life can be filled with all of God's promises, that he's always going to be there, always. So if that is you, I want you to just right there in your seats, right there, pray with me. Maybe you've prayed it before. Maybe this is the first time. But as you do, that door will open. So pray with me and say, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross to pay for my sins. I now turn from my sin. I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and become my Lord and my Savior. If you prayed that prayer, a whole new realm has been opened up to you. It's the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And everything, every day can just be a new adventure of getting to know God more, of knowing there are so many things there for you, so many things waiting for you. Because he is always there, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I say, may this be the year that all of us are diligently seek him, and every one of us, our faith is going to soar. It is going to soar as we reach out for every one of those promises, because faith is the bridge that takes it from the spirit realm and brings it to manifest in the physical realm. So... God bless everybody. It was so great just to spend this time with you. So you enjoy this great, great New Year's Day. Have a great meal. Spend it with family. And God bless. Love you. Bye for now. Oh, amen uh, and amen. Listen, the sermon's over with, but...
We're not quite finished. I, uh, I want to encourage you that you, know, you can remain faithful in your tithing and giving. And so if, if Every Nation New Jersey is your church, or we've blessed you in any way and you would like to be a blessing back, uh, there's three ways that, that you can give. Number one, you can go to our website, encnj.org, and just hit the giving icon. Uh, or you can give via text. Uh, my family and I give this way. Uh, if you just text the letters ENCNJ to the number 77977, it's a very convenient and fast way to give. Uh, or you can mail in uh, your check or money order right here to our church offices at 101 Gibraltar Drive, right here in Morris Plains, New Jersey. And may God richly bless you uh, as you give. And so listen, every nation, Jesus loves you, and I think you're pretty amazing too. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Every Nation New Jersey podcast. For more information on our church, or if you'd like to give a financial gift, just go to our website, emcnj.org.